When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. To acknowledge, I am not standing up. This is Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Knightzel with you. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. Anybody get a smart speaker for the holidays? If you did, did you know you can ask your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio? What if we decided the NFL playoffs like we do the CFP? We are about to convene the selection committee here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. But ESPN Radio has you covered. Bowl action. Tune in tonight. Get the mayo ready, Gabe, because it is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Followed by, don't forget to do your taxes, the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Coverage starts 5 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Who's in? Are they in? And who's out? Out, out. It's time to find out from the Freddie and Harry Selection Committee. All right, Aaron Goldhammer. I guess it is number one. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Knight. So Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. This is as if, Gabe, we are the NFL Selection Committee. Get it? We're like the college football. We're sitting in a very fancy room. We're eating lobster tails, and we're discussing who we think deserves to make the playoffs. Give me your case. I, I feel like Baltimore, San Fran, these are teams that definitely should be in the mix for number one. I guess I'd make after Sunday and Monday Baltimore really, to me, my number one team. Do you have any argument with that? No. I mean, when you take a look at all the different things, both sides head-to-head, I mean, their strength of schedule, strength of victory, the highest of any team you're probably going to be considering for any of these six slots that we're going to be considering. And then, oh, by the way, head-to-head, they absolutely kicked the crap out of San Francisco. Now, if those two teams were to meet again in a hypothetical selection championship game, I think it's going to end up being a closer game than what we saw on Christmas night. But the Ravens are undecidedly, with everything they put together, they've got the best resume, they've got the best win. The Ravens are undoubtedly the number one team on this list. All right, we concur. I think hey, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, All season wait, wait, long, wait, we've been talking about how dominant the 49ers were, running past, running over, bullying everybody. So after one game, after one game, guys, you ready to call it somebody else after one game only? Yeah. I, I, y- 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 did because you watch bully- Lamar Jackson? Have you ever met <laughs> Lamar Jackson before? Can I interest you in number eight on Baltimore? And he's a little bit better. Now, the Brock Purdy overreaction has been kind of hysterical. He's still really good. But he never should have been in the MVP conversation in the first place. And I just think based on the quarterbacks alone, San Fran's still a really good team. In fact, Gabe, I have a feeling they're probably going to come up in the conversation, Shannon Penn, as we head to number two. Number two to me is San Francisco. Gabe, do you have any issues with San Fran now being here in the number two spot? As if we saw these two teams face each other in a potential Super Bowl preview on Monday night on ABC. Yeah, it's it's they're, they're clearly the number two team. And Shannon's right about this team bullying other teams. Because when they were not healthy, they did. They have 
They've completely bullied other teams, and they have been that dominant team to the point where it was a little surprising that the Ravens did what they did on Monday night. Like, I thought that the, it was going to be a closer game if the Ravens won. I thought it would be tighter. I mean, I love the Ravens plus five or five and a half, whatever you got it for on ESPN bet, yeah. because the Ravens were going to play a, a close game, but they bullied the bullies. But that's still, that being said, the 49ers are still the second biggest bully on the block. Like against any other team, I feel very confident in them being favored. I feel very confident in them going out there and being really good. That defense, yes, it got carved up by Lamar Jackson, but in a very special Lamar Jackson kind of way. Like the Ravens, I think, did put a blueprint out there, by the way. I think there's a blueprint out on how to beat the 49ers. So the problem they're... is, the problem is. Yeah, you, you need the personnel, personnel the in order have. to do it. And, and it's funny, and I don't think coincidental, teams from the black and blue divisions, boy, now I'm really dating myself from the 1980s or whatever, but teams from the, the North. AFC Central. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Vikings beat San Francisco, right? The yep. other three losses are all AFC North teams, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. So those are teams that play, Gabe, a physical brand of foot. You bring your West Coast offense in to face the San Francisco 49ers. Ha, ha, ha. They are going to beat you. I think we're totally aligned here. Ravens 1, 49ers 2. As we head to our next selection, we are halfway home to picking our NFL selection committee playoffs. Number three. All right, this is where it gets interesting. You got three teams at 11 and four here, Gabe. You got Miami, yep. mm-hmm. you got the Eagles, and you yep. got the Lions. I don't know if you want to throw anybody else into the mix, but at least let's start with those three. I mean, who, who do you think gets the third spot? Here's the problem. I don't know how much I trust any of these teams. Any of those teams with 11 wins, they've each shown their own unique flaws. Whether it's Miami struggling against good teams, they finally did beat a team over 500, finally beat one of those playoff teams this last week against the Cowboys. The Lions' defense has let them down many a game throughout the course of this season. And Jared Goff, as good as he's been, certainly has had a couple of clunkers. And the Philadelphia Eagles were getting booed at home for throwing the football because the fans wanted them just to almost exclusively run the ball against the Giants, a game they eked out and provided one of the lowlights with their kick returner fumbling after running into one of his own guys. Like, all these teams, I have a hard time trusting and I don't have any one of those teams as my number three. Can I, can I ask the head of the selection committee, Shannon Penn, a question here? Shannon, right where ahead. are these games played? Because to me, if the game's in Miami, then I would pick the Dolphins. If the game's in Philly, I might want to take the... So are these neutral site games here in this fictitious... I'm just saying, right now, as it looks right now, as we look at the, the, the standings and strength of schedule, all of those things, right now, regardless of where they're playing, because nine times out of ten it will be neutral site... Right now, who do you have as number three, Aaron? Who you got? I think I'm doing the Dolphins. I I just trust their offense, and I think their defense is significantly improved uh, under Vic Fangio. I think they've gotten better as the year has gone on, and they really beat up that Cowboy offensive line. I'm going to recommend Miami at the third spot. You go with that, Gabe, or are you going to fight me on it? I'm going to fight you on that because the team that I probably – I guess the way I've been approaching this is, okay, what team do I think I can trust the most? And, and it's easy, I think, Ravens 49ers, easy to say you trust those teams the most. As crazy as it seems, I think I trust the Cleveland Browns the most, the next team. I've, I've got Cleveland whoa, at number whoa, three. Whoa, a new I team has nominate, entered the chat. I want to nominate the Browns. I understand they don't have as many wins as the Dolphins. They don't have as many wins as the Eagles or Lions. But, I mean, this is also a team that, 
if we're looking at this through a selection committee prism, it took them a while, but they finally found their quarterback. I mean, Joe Flacco has as many yards. He's playing as good of quarterback as anybody in the NFL over the last four games. Since he took over, he has the most passing yards of any quarterback in the NFL and is tied with the most passing touchdowns with 10. Couple that quarterback play with the defense that they have on the other side. Yep. I, I think that the Browns, based on finding their quarterback, I would have to say, and I would nominate the Browns at the number three slot. Okay, let me just back up your take here. Uh, I thought this was going to be bold to try to put him at five or six. We're now talking about <laughs> shocking the world and putting him at number three. Gabe, who's got the coach of the year? The Browns. Uh, it's probably the Browns. It's probably Kevin the Stefanski's Browns. done this with four quarterbacks. With all due respect to bite a kneecap yeah. and, uh, and D'Amico Ryans or whatever, to do this with four quarterbacks, P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson and... Who's got the defensive player of the year? I think the it's Browns. the Browns. Who's got the hottest quarterback in football right now? It's the Browns. It's kind of the Browns. I think we are putting in the number three spot. Boy, you thought Florida State was mad. I think we're putting in the number three spot the Cleveland Browns as we Clearly, go. We to hate the, the last. state of Miami. We hate <laughs> the, the state of Florida. The state of Florida, we hate them. That's clearly why we're doing this. Freddie and Harry, NFL Selection Committee. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight. So we're debating NFL teams as if we were the College Football Selection Committee, and we have one more spot left in our playoff. Number four. And this is number four. Now, are we going to circle back to those other teams? Eagles, Dolphins, Lions is going to be one of those. Or, Gabe, do you want to nominate somebody else to throw another wrench into this whole thing? I don't have a different team to nominate. I think we now, to me, again, because I'm talking about with the Browns, the hottest team, best player on defense. They've got so many great things going for them. Now I think we find ourselves in that tier of, you know, trying to figure out which one of those teams is less flawed between the Lions, between the Dolphins, and um, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm guessing you are going to say Miami here since you tried to nominate Miami at number three. Yeah, I just think Philadelphia has played like crap recently, including in their wins, and they've sort of, there's something off with their team all year long. I got to say, have they played, when was the last time the Eagles played well? What, What are we talking about? October? The Super Bowl it, last year? Yeah, what was, was the last time you NFC Championship looked? game, Super Bowl, yeah. And, and yet they still rack up wins, right? Like, it's 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 hard to figure out. Now, if, if we're picking between the three quarterbacks, I think they have the best quarterback of the three okay. teams. I agree. Well, I mean, look, Jalen Hurts had an awesome playoff run last year. Again, I'm just looking at, look, you got to look at the body work, you got to look at the resume, and uh, who deserves it? What does the selection committee do in college football? To me, after beating the Cowboys, that's like an Alabama over Georgia kind of a win for uh, for Miami this past weekend. That's why I'd put them at number four. You cool with that? You want to go with that? I, I really – let's just take a closer look. I'm probably ultimately going to agree with you, but I do want to take a closer look at the Detroit Lions. Okay. Can we do that for a sec? Because – they do have one of the candidates. I mean, if we're talking about some of the similar things that with the Browns, I mean, they do have a candidate for coach of the year. Dan Campbell is doing a fantastic job. They have one of the, the more exciting young defenders in the league in Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, they've, they're, they've got an offense that, despite doing what they did in the second half of last year, is still somehow surprisingly explosive. 
you know, they, they, they're able to do, and, and the run I, that Jameer I guess Gibbs they have the had, best offensive coordinator. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted yeah, you. I mean, Jameer Gibbs and, and the cut and the run that he had this last week was the talk of the internet with the way that he can run the football. It seems that their wide receiver core is really getting healthy. Did they not also almost just lose to Nick Mullins on a day where they, like, intercepted the ball four times or something? Like, come on. That game was a little too close for comfort for me. And, yes, I know Justin Jefferson's going up. and I just feel like the Lions, again, were playing their best a few weeks ago. And I'll, I'll give you the trump card here. Like the selection committee, we like sexy matchups. We like television ratings. Miami rates. Okay, That's true. Miami rates, I feel like, because they have a certain entertainment value in their team. And I also think screwing over Philly. <laughs> Talk about lighting up the debate shows. Stephen A., away you go. Yes, <laughs> Shannon Penn has a take you on Yeah, I actually have a suggestion here. If we're talking eye tests and we're talking about hottest teams and teams playing well late in the season, why not the Buffalo Bills? You can make the argument right now that the Bills are the hottest team and they are the team right now, quote-unquote, that no one wants to play why not the Bills for this fourth slot in the Freddie and Harry Selection Committee? So I, I would have had the Bills just on the outside looking in. I've got them in a five or six spot because of the thing you were just talking about. If they are the team that nobody wants to play, I was going to make a case for them as that number six team. But there yeah. are still some holes in the resume. Now you can make up for those holes because they they are going to play what I think we're going to have as our number four team. And it almost be, we could set it up, Aaron, where it almost becomes de facto elimination game. That's right. Where See, we put Shannon, this is not the last rankings. This is like just to tease everybody, and they're thinking this way. So I think putting Philly and Buffalo on the outside looking in riles up those fan bases and also gives them a chance to then earn it in the last couple of weeks. The other thing I will say with Buffalo is they did almost lose to Easton Stick about three days ago. That that that's not. That's not a brand of bat, okay? That is a quarterback for the <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. Easton Stick from North Dakota State almost beat you. I can't have you in my top four just on principle alone. My strong vote here is going to Miami. Gabe, final thought. I will, I will agree with you, and we can put Miami here. Their win over the Cowboys, and especially the way that they won. You know, you kind of mentioned the defense showing up a little bit. Now, part of that is also Dallas doesn't travel well. Like, Dallas does not do well away from AT&T Stadium, but the way in which they won, where they had to rely on more than just the speed they have on offense and mm-hmm. winning in a shootout, I think that ends up ultimately putting them in as that number 14. All right, so let's recap. Our four-versus-one matchup is the game that is coming up this weekend. One o'clock, by the way. This is a one o'clock Sunday. This should be like Sunday or Monday night. Ravens and Dolphins. And then the Niners and Browns, a rematch of that wild game in Week 5, which San Fran lost on a late field goal, would be our other semifinal matchup. we got to also talk about 5 and 6. We're doing our Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight. So we're picking NFL teams as if this were college football. And, Gabe, do you have a recommendation? We've talked about some other teams here. Yes. Like a Buffalo, a Philly, a Detroit. Who do you think belongs in the number five spot? I would put Detroit here at number five. Yes, you, you, the, the points against them in terms of the Nick Mullins and almost losing to Nick Mullins, they did pick him off four times, right? Like, they did end up ultimately winning that game. I think that offense is really starting to find a groove. That is going to be an offense that teams do not want to see. And I think if any one of our top four teams falters, 
they would have an opportunity to jump in that top four. I would nominate at number five the Detroit Lions. I want to try to set up sexy matchups here. Like, who would we want the Lions to play? It's that's the Rams is like they're set, but they're not ever going to be a team that enters into this conversation. But the Rams with Stafford, that's the one that is like the most interesting. The Browns yeah. would be a really interesting one too. The two teams that have been around forever and never made the Super Bowl. Oh, that would be a wild matchup. Yeah, I, I still can't believe. Like, at least the Browns have ended ended their streak of going without winning a playoff game because when Baker took him to the playoff, they won right away. They beat the Steelers. Right. Now they you know, have, have struggled since then, but the fact that the Lions have not won their division since 1993, haven't won a playoff game since 1992, and that's basically their only playoff win in the Super Bowl era, is hard to fathom. But I think a lot of those streaks come to an end. Do you, do you have a different team that you would want to put at number five? Yeah, I, I think Philly belongs ahead of Detroit at number five. I just, to be honest with you, I just straight up trust them more. You know, I think they've I mean, got you, better. You talk about almost losing to Easton Stick. This team almost lost to the combination yeah. of Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito. Now, hang on a second. The, the, the L.A. had the lead late in the game against the Bills. Like, they were up by two scores, and then it was one score. But was it really ever that close between the Giants and the Eagles? I would have Philly at five, but I'll let you put. Why don't we let Shannon cast the deciding vote here as it appears the committee is split, and I don't want any reports coming out from uh, Heather Dinich or uh, Pete Thamel about there being dissension in the ranks, Shannon. Mm-hmm. You decide, is it going to be Philly or is it going to be Detroit here at number five? It's going to be Detroit, and I'll tell you why. I was at the Giants and Eagles game, and the Eagles, there were fans, I know Gabe alluded to earlier, there were fans that were chanting, run the ball in the stadium. They were booing it when Jalen Hurts was throwing the ball. Right now, the Eagles look lost on offense. Not, not necessarily lost, but they don't have an identity right now. Are we a run team? Are we getting the wide receivers involved? So right now, I'm going to say the Lions. I'm putting the Lions at number five. All right, I, Lions, I, I, Lions, I will Lions say this. Fast. I think yep. the Eagles have more potential, but you said it earlier, Aaron. When's the last time the Eagles played well? It's been too long. It's been too long. Uh, if you just, like, you know, feet to the fire, I would say I'd take Philly favored over Detroit in a game, which is why I had them fifth. I'll allow it. Lions fifth. And then that means Eagles sixth or Bills sixth. Do you want to throw the Bills into the mix Bills. here, anybody? I will, I will nominate the Bills at six. If this is the team that nobody wants to play, this is the annual team nobody wants to play in the postseason. I mean, the reason nobody wants to play them is Josh Allen. So I would take them at number six. Can I can I ask you about one other team? Uh, Freddie and Harry were doing the NFL selection committee trying to find the sixth spot. These are two teams on the outside looking in. You, you made this case, you know, for hours when we worked together yesterday. Do you put Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in in the sixth spot? I'd be willing to hear an argument about it because the argument, I think, for the Chiefs and Bills would be the same, only you would probably actually have a stronger point because the Chiefs – have all of the playoff success in the last five years. Yeah, that's so it's why a team. That, it's the Alabama, right? The, the Chiefs are Alabama. I I would put the Eagles in at six just because I think they have a better record than the other teams. Although, as we've learned from College Football Selection Committee, what your record is doesn't always matter. I would go to the record here and just say I put Philadelphia in there. I mean, they're ten and four. They are ten and four, but if they haven't played well all season. Are they ten do, and do four wanna... or are they ten and five? What's their record? They're uh, eleven and four. Eleven and four. I'm, t- I'm sorry. They're four. eleven and they're two games better than Kansas City. They are two games better than Kansas City. Two games better than Buffalo. Yeah. So I'm gonna put the Eagles in at number six. 
You got to. Just based on the records, we're all going to get fired from our roles on the selection committee if <laughs> no, we don't you're, handle you're, this properly. You're, you're, okay. They, you put the Eagles in at six because Aaron's scared of the backlash from the Philadelphia market if the Eagles don't end up in the top six. So we can go ahead and put the Eagles at number six. All right. Maybe if we were doing a top ten, we would consider your Dallas Cowboys, but not in a top six right now. I cannot take the Cowboys seriously. They have got to earn it. They don't that travel. Is, yeah, well, there you go. And it, it, at least in Shannon's case, you got to go to a neutral site. You don't play all the games at Jerry's World. Freddie and Harry is brought to you by AT&T Connecting Changes Everything. That is our selection committee picks. We have the Ravens at one. We have the Niners at two. We have the Browns at three, the Dolphins at four. So it's Miami, Baltimore, and San Fran and Cleveland. The Cleveland surprise. I mean, it is really shaking up the nation. <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet's yelling somewhere on TV right now. The Lions in fifth. The Eagles in sixth. Teams on the real outside looking in that are very angry with us include the Chiefs with Mahomes, but they've kind of earned this spot on the outside. The Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills. Triple H, say ESPN, if you want to jump in with us, 888-729-3776, your reaction to our playoff selection committee. Also, coming up next, what 2023 storyline do you hope stays in 2023 and you never have to hear us talk about again? Freddie and Harry, I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Gabe Neitzel, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Well, those diet guys do a good show, Freddie and Harry, but unfortunately, neither one of them is here today. We treat callers very poorly on this show. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. Freddie and Harry with you, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe, about 15 minutes from now, Sean Payton saying some wild things about this benching of Russell Wilson, which we will get to. Uh, But for now, we're ending the year. We're going. The calendar is turning, you know, 2023 to 2024. 
And I've got a couple of sports topics here, Gabe, on the list. Uh, I'll let you serve this up first, though, that I want to stay in 2023 and not to make the transition over to the new year. I'd like to leave them behind, but uh, I know you've got a couple of these on the list first, so why don't you go ahead? Well, my first one, and I know, unfortunately, it's going to bleed over into 2024, but I am just so sick. And, and mostly it's because of the way the fan base has reacted to it, but I am so sick of every Michigan scandal and every Michigan man pretending like everybody's out to get them as if they're not the ones who committed these violations, right? Like, they're, they're, they're the meme. They're the I-think-you-should-leave meme. The fan base, the entire fan base of Michigan. They're wearing the hot dog suit, and they're trying to find the guy who did it. The, the guy who did it was Jim Harbaugh. That, like, your program was the one that got him suspended not just once, twice this year. And now you have to face the music for the recruiting violations and the apparent cover-up that you had uh, during a COVID lockdown. So that's the first one. And then the, the cheating allegations, whether or not it made it up to Jim Harbaugh, who knows, but we know it was going on. And ultimately, if the head coach is in charge of the entire program, I, I am just sick of it all. I am sick of Michigan coming out wearing Michigan versus the world beanies that they somehow got turned around in time for a game they were playing against Penn State after it was ruled that Jim Harbaugh had to sit out and they were trying to go through the court case. Like, you did this to yourselves as a program there's no some sort of outside interference that caused this this is all internal this is all things you did to yourself stop pretending that you're the victim in this no turns out Aaron I don't know if you know this there are consequences to actions and somehow people who are fans of the University of Michigan football team have yet to figure this out yeah, Triple H say ESPN, the storyline you want to leave behind in 2023 and not have go to 2024. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. I totally agree with you there, but I also agree they're going to be playing in a playoff game on January 1st. Do you think the yeah. scandal is going to come up during the broadcast on Maybe ESPN and ESPN Radio? Probably. <laughs> then if they beat Alabama or they lose to Alabama, <laughs> then when Harbaugh leaves to go to the NFL. So I wish this was the case. But Michigan is always going to act holier than that. that. That's just a part of their brand. Um, I am so tired of talking about Kevin Durant being unhappy. <laughs> when is Kevin Durant going to find his soulmate? His body language on Christmas Day gave it was Christmas. And I know that they were getting their butt beat by the Mavericks and Luka was putting up 50. But he always gets what he wants and goes where he wants. And then he always just ends up being miserable and sniping at people on Twitter. And KD, I love watching your game. But I'm sick of you talking about how unhappy you are when you might demand a trade again. I'm actually more sick of you than I am James Harden. The difference is I don't really believe in James Harden, the player, especially not in the playoffs. But I know you can still be an MVP and a finals MVP. And I expect more of you than just to run around and mope the whole time. This is becoming your legacy, not the Slim Reaper. Not being one of the great scorers or 10 best players of all time. You being mopey is sort of the way I'm going to remember you as a guy. I'd like to leave that behind. I'd like you to find a way to leave it behind in the calendar year 2023. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Gabe, what else? What else do you want to leave in 2023? Look, I understand 
and again, this is one that's going to follow into 2024, but I become so over it. And most people probably don't care. But I am really sick of just all of the... Like John Rahm is a golfer now who signed to the Live Tour who reportedly is getting Patrick Mahomes money. Like, I am just so sick of... Go- like I love golf. I love watching golf. And the greed between the two tours that now exist and the players that are trying to jump between the two tours that exists is pretty much making the game irrelevant outside of the four majors. Yeah. And it's... Like, I'm just so sick and tired of having, okay, well, this guy's going to jump. Well, now this guy's going to jump. And the, the things that they, are, they think that they're worth, because you have a government that has just decided to come in and disrupt the entire sport and give John Rahm Patrick Mahomes money, even though he's nowhere near worth the money that Patrick Mahomes generates for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, it's golf. It is inherently an uncool thing. Like, golf... Is just uncool. It's not. It's never going to be the NFL. No golfer outside of Tiger Woods, the one exception, is actually going to be worth more than the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And yet we have to, you know, continue to deal with rumors of oh, this guy's going to go over here. Oh, are they actually going to come together? Oh, maybe they're going to stay apart. And they're just blowing up to the the sport to the point where the only thing that matters yeah. is four weekends a year. And also the bluster around, oh, if he goes to live, I'll never root for him again. Fast forward to two weeks later when the guy's in the PGA Championship and you're rooting for him because you placed a bet on ESPN bet that he would win. Like, really, none of us are really that moralistic. We're sports fans, and we turn to sports as a diversion, not to try to teach us some moral compass lesson. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. Gabe, if I have to hear one more person tell me that Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player of all time, I'm going to take my computer and throw it out the window. What has Shohei Otani won? The name of the game is winning. I don't care what his war is. I don't care what his purr is. I don't care that he's the first guy to pitch and hit. He can't stay healthy pitching and hitting. He just had Tommy John surgery. You can make the case that he's the MVP. You can make a case that he's a good player. I'm not putting him down and saying that he's bad. I'm just saying in my lifetime, I've seen guys go out and dominate playoff series and lead their teams to championships, even if they do pitch once every fifth day or hit one out every nine times. And I can count on about three hands the number of guys that I've seen that I would rather take my kid to the park to watch play than Shohei Otani. I respect him. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm just saying I don't need anybody telling me that he's the greatest baseball player of all time when I'd much rather make a case for Joe DiMaggio or Ted Williams or Vladimir Guerrero, frankly, than than Shohei Otani. I I believe you just rattled off a bunch of guys that also have not won championships, but I digress. That's something I would love to leave in 2023. At least Ted Williams hit 400. Yeah, but in team sports, what's he won? Like, it's not Shohei Otani's fault the rest of his team outside of Mike Trout sucked. That ain't on him. I mean, listen, they, they have not exactly played all the games, and I'll leave it at that. And if, and if Otani could for 10 years pitch every fifth day and hit 50 home runs, it would be incredible. But, Gabe, that's not what's actually happening with I, him. I'm, I'm not claiming he's the greatest of all time, but also trying to pin the failures of a bad organization on him in a, a, a team sports. Like, that's that's a little rough. Well, now that he's joined the seven other MVPs on the Dodgers, I'm not going to bend the knee to him if they go and win the World Series this year. If they do anything other than win the World Series, it's a massive failure that they've had their payroll. So Yeah, I, I mean, I can't remember the, who had the tweet, but it was, you know, when, when Trout and Otani were together, it was, you know, 
Otani does something not done since, you know, the 1920s. Trout homers three times. Angels lose seven to four. You know, like <laughs> those two were doing so damn much. And the Angels, the rest well, of the organization see. just let's, couldn't Let's do. see what Otani does now that he's gone across town. You have another one. These are storylines we hope stay in 2023 and do not follow us into the new year. Well, unfortunately, this is another one that's going to follow us in. But can the New York Jets do something before we talk about them every single day? Totally agree. Can 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 we just have that happen once? Can they, you know, just kind of ha- look? I understand once Aaron Rodgers was acquired, like that's a big thing. But the the constant talk about them after he injured his Achilles, like we knew we we knew exactly what was going to happen to the Jets this year. It was the exact same team that they had a year ago with Zach Wilson, and the reason why they decided to bring Aaron Rodgers in in the first place. Really good defense. Offense can't do anything. Like, didn't we know how this was going to play out, and yet it was still a talking point each and every week? Gabe, I'm surprised that it's even still a sports talk radio guy's opinion. But if I have to hear anyone have another debate over whether college athletes should be paid, (laughs) get off my radio and off my tv this is settled it's like having a debate over whether or not women should vote of course they should (laughs) really you want to have the argument that they you think this is amateur athletics really you know you think going into the college a conference just disappeared a literal conference that we had known for decades literally disappeared because of money and the players shouldn't get paid like it's even an argument anymore oh god oh i'm lamenting the transfer portal what because people are free it's america where do you think we live read the declaration of independence for once if you don't think that players should be able to go wherever the heck they want it's good for the sport gabe it's fun i like talking about guys transferring here and there and they should be able to go wherever they want because we live in a free country and if you're famous and you're caleb williams you should be able to do a darn dr pepper commercial for two reasons one you're famous and everybody likes you and you're one of the most famous players in the world and two dr pepper is delicious so everybody should want to promote Dr. Pepper because it's the best soda there is. Well, that, I'm a big fan of the Fansville commercials. They have, they have just absolutely nailed those the last few years. I hope those do not go away in 2024. I hope that comes with us from 23 and into 24. Join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> 888-729-3776. Up next, Sean Payton shocks us in his explanation for why Russell Wilson is going to the bench this is Freddie and Harry, Aaron Goldhammer, Gabe Knights of ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Wait, 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 wait a second. Why did the Broncos bench Russell Wilson, Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app? I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight. So we're on Sirius XM Channel 80. Ask your new smart speaker that you got for the holidays to play ESPN Radio. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Gabe, let's take a listen. Head coach of the Broncos. Now, we were talking about contracts and money and guaranteed dollars and injuries. But Sean Payton says it's a totally different reason why they are going to Jared Stidham starting with this week's game. You know we made a change at quarterback. Um, and I understand all the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. Um, and I can tell you, look, we're, 
we're desperately trying to win. And um, sure, in our in our game today, there are economics and all those other things. But the number one push behind this, and and it's a decision I'm making, is to you know get a spark offensively. But Gabe, what does it say if Jared Stidham gives you a better chance to win? Then dot dot dot. Did it seem like to me that he wasn't quite prepared for that? We're um, desperately trying. Like, he's trying to oversell it by saying the word desperately trying to win. He kind of stumbles his way through that early part. And Sean Payton, like, Sean Payton worked in TV, man. Like, you, you took that year off. You worked in TV. Yeah. I think you'd be a little bit smoother in, in answering that question. Yeah. If you think Jared Stidham's giving you a better chance to win your last two games in which are must win in order to have the desperation chance of making the postseason over yep. Russell Wilson, yep. that to me is telling me that Russell Wilson's future is going to be short. He also said something along the line, I can't replace all the offensive linemen or get five new wide receivers. I mean, if Sean Payton thought he was reducing the amount of blame that was going to hit Russ Wilson... uh he did not. <laughs> he, in, in typical Sean Payton fashion, you know, he he, he made went it out. worse. Yeah, kind of made it worse. It's Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. His name is Gabe Neitzel, and it is time for us to talk about in other news. All right, Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. We start in other news with really some scary news from the Denver Nuggets. Aaron Gordon. Away from the team, he got bit by his dog on Christmas, suffering uh, 21 stitches, lacerations, face, hand, while being bitten by a family dog, according to multiple reports on Wednesday. Now, I am a dog liker, probably not a dog lover, but if a dog bites you that bad, you need 21 stitches. Like, man, what do you do with the, the is there like dog jail? What do you do with the dog? You got to send the dog away, right? Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about what's good, probably going to happen to that dog because if that oh. dog, like that's I'm, I mean, 21 stitches across your hand and face so clearly he was attacked by the dog trying to def- defend himself from the dog. It, it, it's unfortunate for the Nuggets. Um, I mean, fortunate for them is, is, you know, it doesn't seem to be incredibly serious. Now, 21 stitches, obviously, going to take some time to recover. My right. guess is he's going to be fine. The Nuggets are going to be fine, ultimately. But, I mean, i got to imagine this was a scary situation to have to go through some sort of, in, in, in the middle of your family Christmas. And now he's not going to be able to play for the Nuggets. And, it, yeah, like you said, an incredibly scary situation. You know, it, it's funny. Like, people lie with their sleep with their dog next to them. and they're so. It, like, oh, yeah. It's, it's kind the, of the, amazing. The dog in my house sleeps next to me, yes. Sure, 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 but it's kind of amazing to me, Gabe, as comfortable and domesticated as we make these animals. Ultimately, they are animals, right? And it's kind of amazing that stuff like this doesn't happen more often. I'm happy that Aaron Gordon, like you said, is okay. This is my favorite team. Um, and it just proved it, it's a long season, but in order to win a title, the Nuggets had to have a lot of things go right for them last year. They faced, you know, the eighth seed in the NBA Finals. They were completely healthy. The NBA season is so long, and there is so much stuff that can go wrong just across the board that, you know, you need to be healthy and have everything click for you. At the right time, would you make them still the favorite now, knowing this news? Where do you think they sit in the pecking order in the West? Yeah, I, 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 they're a team that, because you take a look at some of the other teams that have played well, like Minnesota's been a great story early season. Um, kind of going to some of the conversations we had earlier in our selection committee about teams you can trust. 
um, the Minnesota Timberwolves are not necessarily a team I trust in the postseason because usually they're you have to earn that trust, and Minnesota hasn't been there in those big um, situations. And much like many teams before them, the Nuggets, I think, realized that while the regular season is important to an extent, your seed at the end of it's not the most important, and that's a team where they don't need to be at home. Like, that's a team that travels well. Like, their their game travels. Jokic's game travels and will go anywhere. So, as yeah. long as they finish in the in the top half of the West, I would still make them the favorite. And the only way they fall out of the top four in the West is if something goes very awry, kind of like this, more toward the end of the season. Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. We've got bowl games coming up here on ESPN Radio. Right now, though, Virginia Tech leads Tulane 34-20 to on ESPN. This is the Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com, which is what you think it is. That is a pro bowling website, okay? It supports the sport of bowling. You've got Duke's Mayo, you've got DirecTV on the Holiday Bowl, and you've got Tax Act with the Texas Bowl, which, by the way, I don't want to do my own taxes ever again. Gabe, if you could endorse one of the brands featured in the bowl games today, the Mayo, the Taxes, DirecTV, or bowling in general as a sport, which one would you choose? Bowling in general as a sport. I feel like uh, I feel like we need more people to get out and go bowl. And now I'm terrible. I'm an awful bowler, and hopefully by endorsing this, I could get bowling lessons and become better. But like bowling in general is always a good time. Yeah, who like turns down, especially if it's you're in like a midwestern city. You're in Milwaukee. I'm in Cleveland. This is the perfect time of year to oh, lace up outside? the old lace up the old used shoes and <laughs> go out and bowl. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is next, followed by the Tax Act Texas Bowl. It's a bowl full of night right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.